You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Laugh Button Podcast right here on the Riotcast Network. My name is Mark Seaman, joined by Matt Kleinschmidt. We are the LaughButton.com, your home to all things in comedy universe, such as news, interviews, reviews, and anything else that ends in ooze. And uh, Matt, of course, this is happening. Lisa Lampanelli. Queen of Mean, dude. The lovable Queen of Mean is joining us right here on this podcast. Super excited about that, so stay tuned. It's pretty awesome. That might have been the most professional intro you've made to date, buddy. All right. Well, it's time to get professional, Matt. (laughs) Yeah. It's time to get professional. Here's the thing about our website and what we do. As you uh, wear a Krusty Burger t-shirt, for the record. <laughs> no one can see that, but now you pointed it yeah, out. I blew up your spot, buddy. It's okay. Uh, this was a Krusty Burger t-shirt purchased at Universal Studios okay. in Orlando. Where when I think, it, where, yeah, Florida. Yeah, in Florida. Where Good luck, Florida. It's a, it's a great place to go if you don't want to be in the cold. Or if you want to die. That's also an option. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of places to die. Yeah, but that's where people go to die. That's like destination death. I, yeah, I, I mean, it is, dude. Do you think old? Do you think people from sort of not our parents' generation? Do you think their destination is Florida? Do you think that's still a thing? Like, gotta get to Florida, man. So I'm going to retire. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah, still. Yeah, dude. I mean, I have zero aspirations Just last, moving well, to Florida. But, but you're also like young and you're able to shovel snow. Wait till you don't want to shovel snow anymore. That's when it happens. I've come to that realization. It's probably like late fifties, mid fifties to your sixties. Okay. I was talking to my father last night and my uncle and. Well, actually, not my uncle. My aunt's husband, who's technically not my uncle. Anyway. Um, we'll have the family tree posted we were having up a, on yes, the Yes, we were having a family com. discussion last night, and they were both like, I'm done with this. They're like, I'm done with February. You know, but so but why Florida? Why not San Diego? It's a I don't beautiful know. city. Because it's on the West Coast, and people don't think about it. Maybe maybe, maybe Hawaii. Maybe, but maybe Hawaii is very expensive to live in. That's, that's probably a thing. Florida's probably very cheap to live in. I bet you it's cheaper than San Diego. That's what about what Puerto Rico? Why not retire in Puerto Rico? Mark, it's a beautiful island. Mark, you're going to have to ask someone who's like 30 years older <clears throat> than me. You just got to have that conversation. All right. All right. Like, I guess I can only tell you what I know, and I only know what I know. Well, Matt, here's what I do know. And there you know. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the more you know, the, <laughs> one the less to grow the battle. On. <laughs> what is it? One to grow on. That the, was the thing. The, the easier the battle. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. We're mixing uh, up all uh, those slogans. Yeah. One thing we do know is comedy news. Yes, we do. And what's great about comedy news, out of all the news that exists in the world... This one has comedy in it? Yes, this is the one most specific (laughs) and focuses solely on comedy. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. That is a 100% factual statement. TheLaughButton.com. Go to it, attend it, and check out the latest news. Speaking of news, the president, President Barack Obama, spent some time with Mark Maron... Big time, big big step for for podcasting. Yes, huge step. And yeah, we, we had this discussion about how, uh, you know, Howard Stern came out and said, you know, podcasting. Yeah, he basically for, played grandpa. Yeah, people can't do radio and da 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 da. And here it is, the president of the United States of America joining Mark Maron on WTF and sort of, I don't want to say justifying the medium, but making uh, people who aren't necessarily aware of it. Yeah, legit- understand legitimizing that, the right. medium. Legitimizing the medium to the point where it's look the president of the United States is on a podcast. It's a pretty simple equation Howard Stern interviews with sitting presidents zero mm-hmm. podcaster interviews with sitting presidents one. one. So there you go <laughs> There <laughs> it is there it is and he went to the garage and everything he now, did we he uh, did. we just got back from the left coast LA what, 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 
again, Obama was in town actually when we were out there. But right. my question is like, how do you think the media's response has been to it? It's terrible because I think it's been atrocious as well. They're they're only focusing on the N word. They're focusing on the fact he dropped and he dropped it completely in a perfectly contextual realm. I think, but because he was the president, people are like, oh my god, they're up in arms. And I'm trying. I'm thinking to myself, you think that's the first sitting president that's ever used the N word? Right? Are you kidding me? He might have been the first one that used it like in public, but that N word was definitely used in the Oval Office. Well, well, not only that, but the the thing about this particular case is all these news outlets that are reporting on it like president says the yeah. n-word blah, blah blah then play the clip and you're like you guys are idiots well I listen mean that, to this in context that comes it's exactly what he's talking about you guys are morons yeah you're, you're pretty much yeah. are doing exactly what he said that you shouldn't do yes uh and marin actually defended his statement he was uh, he was a pundit on the show uh i believe it was last night actually and he just basically was like he basically said you guys are idiots for not Recognizing the irony of all of this, so yeah, it's kind of a bummer because then it sort of overshadows the whole fact that this happened and the rest of the conversation. It was a great conversation. I yeah. listened to it on the way to work. It was great. And conversation. obviously, you can download it. It's available anywhere. Uh, just, yeah, we just need to. WTF. We need to send more listeners to Mark Marin's podcast because. <laughs> uh, because that's what we do. We Play nice in the sandbox. <laughs> we need to Matt. promote Mark Marin's podcast. Well, we should. It's it's news newsworthy. Now, yeah. I I had the uh, luxury of sitting next to to Brendan McDonald, who's uh, Mark the producer. Marin's, yep. Yeah, podcast producer. And I used to work with him briefly at at, at Sirius Radio. And great, great dude. And it was like, oh, my God, we're sitting there. Oh, my God, what's up? And I was like, oh, my God, what's up? Like, yeah. you literally just left the interview with the yeah. president of the United States of America. He just whips out his phone and is like, check out, you know, his screen, yeah, screenshots. Like, here's me with the president. This is pretty here's cool. Here's me with Barack. So he, he had to fly out a week early, he said, and just get ready, work with Secret Service, set the whole thing up. Yeah, there was like snipers across the street, apparently, on the neighbor's roof and stuff. Yeah, he didn't get into that too much. Yeah, I, well, I read a couple stories Or about maybe it. he did, and I just can't say. But, oh. uh, you know, there obviously obviously things were taken care of. Of course, of course. I'm sure there was like some sweeping of grounds and dogs and all that kind of presidential Secret Service stuff and background checks and stuff. I threw him the idea that... Uh, the possibility of a conspiracy theory of them building an exact replica of Marin's garage in a different location and having like, the original like, garage like a moon landing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, that's awesome. And no, we didn't do that. <laughs> um, but uh, he said it was just wild to see him like get out of a car and like yeah. walk towards the garage. And it was like, what? And he also talked about his favorite comedians too. He talked about how he liked Dick Gregory. Mm -hmm. And I think he mentioned uh, Carlin. I think he mentioned, oh no, I'm sorry, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, yeah. Pryor, Pryor and Dick Gregory. Two great comedians to follow. If you guys have never heard of Richard Pryor or Dick Gregory, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Yeah, and you're probably not a comedy fan. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. you, you have to know at least one of those. Yes. So that happened. Check it out. It's a really cool thing. And don't be distracted by all the hoopla and now now you have all these uh, pundits like holding up the n-word on a sign and making a name for them. Just stop it's it it's ridiculous. just stop it well it, it, we live in an era where the headline is more important than the meat of the story mm -hmm. like the headline gets you to click on it it's clickbaity it's really what it is obama uses the n-word clickbait Boom. well no clickbait on the laughbutton.com it's all news that's uh, right down to the nitty-gritty man we're dealing with the real deal and spe speaking of real deals there have been a lot of new deals Going down. Maria Banford's heading to Netflix, man. There I'm are, stoked about this. I am psyched too. The Bammer is one of the most unique voices in comedy right now. Literally. Um, literally. Yeah. Like, like when you see her act on stage, that's like her in person. Like she does the voices, she does the this, that, and the other thing. Um, I can only imagine what the show is about, but the show kind of seems loosely based on her life. And if that's the case, it I can only imagine like a lot of crazy things in the psychedelic world are going to happen. Like I, I just visualize Maria Bamford's world being very technicolor. <laughs> 
Yeah, I can see it being kind of extreme too. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. using every the edges of yeah. the medium, you know, yeah. like how far can we push color correction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How far can we push, you know, sound? Just she's going to take it to the next level, I think. Yeah, and Netflix is a good spot for her. And uh, Lady Dynamite. That is what it's called, Lady Dynamite. Great title. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is going to be co-written apparently by uh, Mitch Hurwitz from yeah. Arrested Development. They so did work on the most recent season. Yep. So that's uh, that's good news. All right, new epic special. September 10th, Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson. I miss Craig Ferguson on Late Night. Do I miss you? Him, like, I've been watching YouTube clips of his interviews lately. In fact, last night, yeah. I, uh, I watched every single member. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not every single member, but uh, members of various casts of Doctor Who you know, I've all come on yep, Craig Ferguson's show because he's a big fan and he had a TARDIS, he's a TARDIS on his TARDIS desk. Sitting on his and, desk yep. and, and so my wife and I got caught up watching and, and we just looked at each other like, ah, oh, man, I miss Ferguson. And we just miss Ferguson. What, miss I mi- what I miss most about him was were his monologues. Like he, sometimes he would just come out and just like he'd do some lip sync dance with the puppets. He'd dance with Secretariat. Uh, Jeff I, would get in the mix. Yeah. I remember when there were like, like the school shootings. I think it was the one up Sandy Hook up in uh, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Like he was just like, is anyone else tired of this bullshit? I just went on this rant. Like, I think pound for pound, Ferguson had the most interesting monologues in late night, and that's what I miss most about him. His interviews are very often off the cuff and whatever and goofy, but like his monologues, I always found just like tremendously more interesting than like another late night monologue where it's set up punch tag joke and mm-hmm. you know, this happened in the news and Obama did this and Bush did that and his stuff was just so unique and I, that's what I miss most about the show. And he had such great nuances from the uh, drinking out of a snake mug, yeah, the snake, mug. you know, to just tearing up the question cards before the guest even comes. We always do that. Like, just just little things like that that I'm, I miss that. Yeah, his monologues and cold opens, man. They were just they were just nuts. <laughs> well, he's got a new special coming. He out, does, think, and so. this is his. I believe it's his third, third or fourth. He's put out a few. He put out. I'm here to help. Uh, which I think is his most recent one, which actually was nominated for a Grammy, if I'm not mistaken, too. So the Grammy Award, the Grammy, the Grammy <laughs> Award nominated Craig Ferguson to return to the new special. That's uh, that's going to be your award that you're going to hand out. The, the Grammys. Yeah, I'm going to give the Grammys to some people. Yeah, what are the Grammys? Let's the uh, Grammys let's are a mix into that. of badassery. So you got to be kind of badass to get one. Okay. Um, let's say cool facial hair. Like you got to be have a Facial hair of some sort. Okay. Uh, those are my categories so far, badassery and facial hair. Um, level of annoyance of in my life. So if you're really annoying, you're not going to get a Grammy. But if you're super cool, you're going to get a Grammy. Okay, so right yeah. out of the gate, who's getting the Lifetime Achievement Award? The first ever Grammy. For least for least annoying person in my life? Well, yeah, least annoying, great facial hair. Oh, shit. And uh, badassery. Probably my fiance. She's got great facial hair. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Sorry, hon. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, dog? I mean, she does wear like a wax mustache that's kind of... I mean, hey, I met her. That's her thing. That's fine. You're into that? She doesn't listen to this podcast. So your fiance is actually just a dude. Let's just come out and say it. Maybe. <laughs> oh, shit. I hope she doesn't listen now. She, of course she's listening. In fact, this is the one clip that the news you know, news outlets are going to grab. This is my N-word? Is yeah, this is your N-word. <laughs> All right. Coming to Comedy Central, July 8th. Why? With Hannibal Burris, so psyched for this. He just released a uh, a short sort of like promo. I wouldn't really say it's a clip, but it's a promo. We have it up on the laughbutton.com. and he's uh, he's getting his mustache cleaned and uh, his head sort of shaved. He's just getting cleaned up. Yeah, and he's walking the streets and just asking why. Basically, he's asking all the important tough yeah. questions. So I look. Here's the thing with with Hannibal. Uh, and in a recent interview, he said, I don't even know what this thing's about. <laughs> so that kind of says it it's all. It's a show about nothing. <laughs> yeah, it quite possibly could be. 
Uh, and uh, and they said, hey, sorry about Hannibal getting canceled, but I also have a show called <laughs> Hannibal. <laughs> Why with Hannibal Burris? So check that out instead. Uh, it's gonna be funny, man. It's Hannibal. It's, it's funny because you know he actually does address very early on in his stand up. His first album, he addresses about he addresses the whole Hannibal versus Hannibal Lecter type of thing, and that he mm. wasn't named for that. He was named after the general Hannibal, not right? The, not the, not the. <laughs> <laughs> not the killer, the fictional killer Hannibal. Not to be confused with no relation. Yeah. Exactly. All right, sticking in the Comedy Central realm, uh, another period premiered this week on Comedy Central. Yeah. Did you watch the first episode yet? I did not last okay. night, but I saw sneak previews at Sketchfest mm-hmm. a couple months back, and it's fucking hilarious. It's really, really good. First episode was fantastic. It was available for free for a while, but now that the show's out, you can just watch it anywhere. Yeah. Um, they here's here's what I was worried about. Okay. With the show. First of all, I love Ricky and I love Natasha, and I think they're great together. This is a great idea, a great concept. It's a great ensemble cast too. Oh, the cast is out of control. It's too many people to yeah, name. Yeah, way just, too many just, people. Yeah, just just uh, just IMDb watching. It. You'll recognize everyone. <laughs> yes, and the thing I was worried about is if they were going to take it too far, like if it was going to be too over the top. Because if, if if you don't know what another period is, it's sort of a faux reality show. Uh, but it's a it's like a timepiece set in the tw- uh, the turn of the century, 18... in Ro- the turn of the century in Rhode Island, right? Which is a which was and still is to this day the, like one of the most affluent areas of the country. Like it's where all the oil barons lived and the and the steel tycoons and all those people who built America basically, right? And it's got a Kardashians kind of vibe, meets right? That kind of yeah. And uh, so Rhode Island is it uh, is it. Rhode Island and the something of plantations. What's the full name of I Rhode Island I, state name? I don't. I don't know. But yeah, and the providence of plantations. Yes, that's what exactly. It is. But yeah. pretty sure it was a good idea to drop that uh, second half of the yeah, name. Well, that's, you know, <laughs> Rhode Island's well, the way you know, to go, guys. Racism. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I was a little nervous. The show was going to be a little too over the top. But they walk that line, and it's yeah. it's the perfect line, and they nail it. And so, congrats to to Ricky and Natasha and everyone else involved with the show. It's it's right on the money, man. It's it's perfect. Well done. Uh, check it out if you get the chance. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, just for laughs, we'll be heading there soon. Going to be going JFL, up to Montreal, buddy. Just for laughs. It's going to be here before we know it. And uh, oh, this just gosh. in: Dave Chappelle adds <laughs> surprise seventh show. I mean. Well, he sold them all out. Why he sold not? them all out, so he's saying, "Hey, guess what? I'm doing another one." Well, didn't he set a record last JFL or the one before that? For ticket was, sales, yeah, yep. for ticket sales, like like just boomed through them. So. It, it's going to be an impressive just for laughs. In fact, if very few festivals, and this is nothing against any other festival, mm-hmm. it's just here, at least in this hemisphere, just for laughs is it's been around for 33 years. Yeah, uh, this is the bread and butter. It uh, it never fails to just amaze. Like they announced, you know, Mike Myers is coming this year. First time doing it. And it's like yeah. it took 33 years to get Mike Myers there finally. And he's Canadian. <laughs> and he's Canadian. It just lets you know how packed yeah. these, these it's, shows and it's, are. It's stacked. I mean, like Sir Patrick Stewart, Neil mm-hmm. Patrick Harris, like people that aren't, they're kind of fringe on that like comedy world. You right. Know, where it's like, okay, cool. We're getting these guys too. But it's also like every mega hitter you can think of in the comedy space has done it. And a lot of new faces get up there, too. Yes. Dave Chappelle, seventh show. Super stoked for that. Uh, we'll be up there. I, I feel like you want to see Chappelle more than anything. Is well, that I, I saw Chappelle at Oddball, and it, okay. at Oddball what, two years ago when it was like the return of Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible. It really was. It was a rock show. He was a rock star. you know. They And he came out, and they dropped the scrim, and he was like, yo, what the hell is up? And, uh, and you're watching him, and you're like, he has these... 
he has these flashes of brilliance when you're watching him live where you're like, holy shit, like this guy's next level. Like you watch some comedians, you're like, okay, that guy definitely rehearsed that. That guy definitely like refined this joke. And Chappelle is like, what do you want? What's, what's funny to you? And like someone in the audience would yell something and he'd just like create something and bring it all back. He said, see, told you it was that easy. Like it was almost like, yeah, I'm, I'm above comedy. I'm above standup. So it was really interesting to see. And I think it took a while for Chappelle to get beyond um, – just drunken people showing up and screaming, I'm Rick James, bitch. That was the year that the Hartford thing happened. Too. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically what happened at Hartford, where people just showed up wanting to scream, I'm Rick James, bitch, at him. And he's just like, I think it just kind of validated all the reasons he wanted to leave the Chappelle show was because of he didn't want to become like that caricature because he's above that. He's beyond it. It's, it's next level with that guy. It's crazy. All right. Uh, other news. Uh, this just announced. If you're going to be out at San Diego Comic Con, or I should say Comic Con International yeah. colon San Diego SDCC <laughs> hashtag. So, sounds like that Paul Shear show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. NTSF NTSF SD SD. That's it. Yes. I missed that show too. That was a good, good show. show. Um, so Camille Nanjiani and and Seth Meyers are going to be uh, hosting some panels. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game of Thrones and a new show that's coming out um, on Cinemax called Outcast, and that's coming from the world of and, and mind of uh, Robert Kirkman, who brought us The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here we are uh, again, once again, comics infiltrating the nether sphere of any world. Yeah, they're everywhere now. They're it's everywhere. Crazy. That's everybody wants them to host things. Everybody wants them to be the face of of things. They're in TV commercials. It's it's getting to the point now. I don't want to say oversaturation. I feel like it's kind of always been the case, but now more so than ever. Well, I think what makes this boom of comedy, everyone's talking about the second comedy boom. I think what makes this boom of comedy different from the original comedy boom was the original comedy boom to me felt like it was just, it was emanating from comedy clubs. Like it was comedy clubs would boom. They need more people. They need more comedians. They put a, com- they put a stage anywhere. Right. Anytime and throw a comedian on there. Just stand up. Just stand up. This, it's permeated everything. It's permeated hosting. It's permeated acting. It's permeated social media. It's permeated writing. So to me, this is a different type of comedy boom because it's more varied. Um, I just think people I just think people are actually just starting to legitimize that, like, hey, comedy is this legitimate thing, as opposed it's just like any other form of art, like painting. Mm Mm-hmm dancing, music, that type of stuff too, where, you know, I think it's a, a lot of hard work by a lot of really talented people to get it there though. So it's interesting. Well, kudos to them. And uh, last thing we'll talk about real quick, uh, head over to the laughbutton.com. We got plenty of new trailers up. Uh, yep. The daddy's home trailer is up. Uh, you posted uh, Wet Hot American Summer, first day of camp. It's a, it's just a great teaser VHS style for you know Camp uh, Firewood, mm-hmm. and it's just like, it, it looks like it's shot out of the eighties. And they're like, you know, we have we have urban dancing. It's just like kids <laughs> right. break dancing on boxes. It's great. It's very funny. And and you the, see and clips the, of like Polar and Michael Ian Black and mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper and all those people from it. And so. the guest star or the people that are involved with with this uh, Netflix series yeah. is incredible. And John Benjamin narrates it, so it's great. It's awesome. He's awesome. And uh, and yesterday I posted uh, the Secret Life of Pets. Now that's yes. not coming out to the summer of next year, I believe. But we get a sneak peek at uh, the people that, that brought you Minions and Despicable mm-hmm. Me. That company uh, are bringing us the Secret Life of Pets. But uh, the comedian list, as far as names Kevin in this, Hart. Kevin Hart, Eric Stone Street, Louis C.K., Hannibal Burris. I mean, all these again. 
Voices of comedy yeah. infiltrating every aspect of pop culture. Well, look at that movie Inside Out, that new Pixar film. Sure. Half of that cast is Lewis our Black. comedians. Louis Black, Polar's in it. I want to say... Mindy Kaling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's all comedy people, too. So. It's, it's very impressive. Mm-hmm. All right, so now on to our interview um, with the, the one and mean, only... Dude. The Queen of Mean, dude. The Queen of The Cunt of Comedy? <laughs> is that what she calls herself too? Way back in the day when I oh, first met I her, was, she was, was, I wouldn't call her that. Yeah, well, I wouldn't call her that to her face. Although she would, <laughs> she would say thank you and then punch me. Okay, but uh, anyway, that's she's, fair. That's completely fair. <laughs> she's uh, one of my favorite people in the comedy universe, and and uh, we've known each other for a long time. Uh, she was kind enough to invite me to her apartment. Yep. We hung out for a while before she left for Vegas, and uh, there's some pretty shocking news in the interview too, as far as. Her yeah. and where her career is going in the future, and let's, let's, and uh, I actually couldn't make this interview, so I'm curious yeah. to hear what's going on. So I'm going to be hearing it too. All right, here's our interview with Lisa Lampanelli right here on the Laugh Button Podcast. I I tried to come up with a, a really awesome intro for you, <laughs> uh, but the laundry list of things I would have to include are too long. So I'm just going to include the things that uh, that you don't have credits for. Oh, right? so, there you go. Okay, so uh, you've never been a man. I- Right. Not yet, we'll but st- I could be. After that divorce, I might as well. Okay. Are you thinking about it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Although I'm a little pissed off that Caitlyn Jenner is so much prettier than me. Uh, I'm like, come on, dude, girl, whatever. Help me out. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. So honestly, what was your first reaction when you saw that picture? Were you like, I was, son I, of a bitch? Well, I was like, wow, she is really pretty. <laughs> right? And it kind of was like, better hair, better face <laughs> at least i lost weight so i don't feel so low class yeah. from my neck down but you know what you got to do what you got to do i'm just glad he or she is going to have a nice life now right being who he or she being really honest is. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 right right uh, i love that you said neck down yeah, <laughs> neck down. yeah well, from the neck down i'm fine in clothes by the way because uh, right, right. after you lose weight you seriously shouldn't be naked after age 40 no matter how thin you are so it's just like in clothes i'm kind of like a lisa 10 out of clothes dude run for your life <laughs> <laughs> luckily you'll never have to you, see that are you trying to say you could be a man like oh, you take you the clothes know. off it's, <laughs> it's like is that a nut sack well you know the thing lower, is, is that... I, I have always had bigger balls than most of the guys in the business so <laughs> i totally get it it's true. true all right i'm glad you brought that up because uh one question i never really asked you ever after all these years too and and, and it's good to see you again it's been Thanks. way too long when did you decide that this was going to be your voice mm-hmm. like you weren't going to try to do you know, I don't like to classify things as clean and dirty, right. but you know, Brian Regan is—he's absolutely hysterical, Phenomenal. Yeah. but doesn't—you know—doesn't really swear. You know, right. his ideas aren't aren't don't have anything to do with sex, really. Right. You know, right. they're not edgy. Right. But he gets it done. Sure. Uh, did you have to figure that out in the beginning? Like, did you try to work one way and it no. didn't work out? And you were just always I was Lisa just Lampinella? Lisa because this is the thing. I started late. I started when I was 30. So I already had this personality. Right. So if I tried to be somebody I'm not, if I try to be super clean, I curse in real life all the time. Actually, in the past year since my dad died, I haven't cursed off stage. It's like sort of a thing for me of like honoring him. But before that, I was a majorly cursor. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved yelling at people. I love going <laughs> off on people. So I was like, well, I'm going to be the same way on stage or else I'm not being genuine to my audience. Now, when you're going off on people, did you did you think of old bosses you had? Like, what were some of the gigs that uh, right, no right. longer, you know, they're like, oh, shit, you, you turned out to be Lisa Lampanelli. Why, why were we such a dick to her? Yeah, you, you know, know I always the, wonder the if they, I wonder if they know that. Like, I wonder if they now look and go, wow, she worked for me. Because I remember my last day job, it was, oh, man. Remember those little books they have that show the houses 
and that are for sale and all that you know describes oh, sure. the house. My last gig was typing those things in, okay? Because <laughs> I knew it was meaningless and I could call in sick anytime I want. Right, right. And I wonder if that boss, because I used to call in sick all the time for gigs. They'd say, "Come up to Albany for a hundred bucks." I'd be like, "Yeah," and I just call in and say, "Oh, I have like a oh, I used pink eye as the excuse for everything." So it was like, "Oh, conjunctivitis and pink eye, which is the same thing." So I'm so right. stupid. I use them right. both. So yeah, I think those bosses must go, "Oh, that's her." Either we hate her or we're back on board. Yeah. It's like, well, where does she live that she keeps getting pink eyed? Like, yeah. is, she, is she living in a in a diaper dumpster? Yeah. Like, she, what she's she... sleeping on her dog's pillow, basically. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's funny. So, did you ever did you ever fuck with the the things that you would type in there, like the descriptions? Would you ever throw in some like loose cannon words? Or, I or try wish to I slip, did. Slip some like I'm assuming you had an editor. Or, yeah. Like, how did yeah. that? They did oh, have okay. proofreaders so, after that, so, so they would yeah. catch you if you. And tried also, to... I had this weird sense of pride in doing everything perfectly right. like i'm i used to be an editor at a bunch of magazines and newspapers when i was a journalist and i just love being better than everybody at everything so i'd be like oh i never let a mistake go oh i'm perfect and you're not you're a douchebag so i would never want to do a mistake on purpose right like, sure it, right. it definitely crossed my mind to say instead of say, saying 20 miles of public space or cubic right. space i would have loved to put pubic, pubic right. but i knew somebody <laughs> would catch it and it wouldn't make me perfect right uh, is there a such thing as a perfect mistake? Like, uh, yes. I think if you intend to make a mistake, like that's what I do all the time on stage. Okay. I say really stupid things sometimes, but know they're wrong to drive the point home. Right. So if I say all Latinos don't work, that's clearly wrong. And I go, that's good because it's clearly like so dumb. Hopefully no one will believe it. Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. But some audiences are real stupid. Yeah. Or a specific church. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> you know? That's not really a church. Yeah. That's yeah. not really a church. Right. right so weird. Right. So weird. Right. But whatever. They're, they're, I bet you deep down they're your fans. Who? The Westboro Baptist yeah, yeah. Church? Oh, I my God. I bet you deep down they're just like. Well, this is kind of the gig. Yeah. It's in the description. Yeah. You know, I want to get my check every Friday or Sunday. I don't right. know when they get paid. Right, but, right. Uh, but they're like, oh, my God, that last special was so good. I have so a feeling good. they would love the type of comedy I do if it didn't involve liking gays. Right, like right. if I really meant the gay slurs that I say, they'd be on board. Yeah. But there's only 70 of them and they're all related to each other. So that's not my real fan base. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the first time you took that risk of, of saying something that that could have got you in trouble yes. and just and and saying you know like fuck it tonight's the night yep. uh, i'm doing this i'm saying it. when did that happen i can't believe you're asking me this because through writing the one person show that's the only way i remembered all that stuff oh wow the first time i decided let it go and just be who you are and get them before they get you kind of thing was when i was playing a gig in i think it was like poughkeepsie or some horrible place so i know quit bragging like <laughs> that so i'm playing this place and it's a day's in and it's all whites, except one black guy with a white chick. So he was a gift from the heavens because wow. I said to him, hey, black guy. I go, well, let me take a risk. Just talk to the audience. Talk to him. Hey, black guy, what's your name? And he says, Rob. And I said, Rob, I didn't ask what you did for a living. And everybody white just stared. <laughs> but then, thank God, he laughed. Oh, the man. girlfriend laughs. Yeah. Then everybody laughs because, you know, 
the, when yeah. the white guy laughs, every, when the black guy laughs, everybody everyone laughs. gets to. So, so right. they you literally saw that in real time, like the yeah. confirmation, and then you saw it just spread. Because I was so scared the second I said yeah. it, I go, yeah. I'm going to take the risk, but oh my god, it might come back to haunt me. Yeah. And I remember afterwards, somebody, oh, of course, the headliner at the time was like, yeah, that's probably not something you should do, because like it's kind of like you know too much, and you know maybe they would have ganged up on him. And I'm thinking, I know what I'm doing, douchebag. When you see at Applebee's when you're working there in 20 years. I, I was going to ask you, where's yeah. that headliner I, now? They, you, know? you never know those people's names, right? <laughs> They're never like a guy who's like, oh, yeah, that was Louis C.K. Right, Because right. Louis C.K., Dane Cook, anybody who's ever had any, Kevin Hart, yeah. they're not going to give unwanted advice to anyone. They're going to want to go along and do what they do, and it's right. fine. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the lower on the totem pole they are, the bigger the mouths they've got. Yeah, correcting you. I, I had that same problem with uh, like teachers, you know, like yes. uh, collegiate teachers would tell you, um, you know, no, this, this, look, Mark, you're, you're, you're doing it wrong, Mark. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. And mm-hmm. then I'm thinking to myself, well, then why are you teaching here and not doing it yourself? That's that's a great point. You, you know what I mean? Now, and, and it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like condescending to be like, oh, you can't get work. Right. But like whatever you're doing isn't working. Like it's not working for right. you. It might work for somebody else. Maybe. Right. You know, and since then, obviously I went on to be successful in what I chose to do in radio. Right. And all those teachers wrote me and were like, Sorry, man. I'm see, sorry. it's funny. I'm sorry, it's, I didn't see it. You know, it's like right, well, right. I was just well, that's doing a my good thing. teacher when they like go, okay. You know what? I was just kind of making mistakes myself as I went along because right. there's teachers I've had in you too who just get it and just want to nurture you and coach you and help right, you, right. but they don't want to change who you are. Yeah. I had a booker early on who called me up and he goes, "Did you?" He had a fake British accent. This okay. was great. He was. It, are you gonna do it for me? Yeah. He's like Lisa. They always put the R on the end. Lisa. Um. I see you're trying to do this open micing and these MC gigs. And this was like seven months into me doing comedy. He goes, what's your college degree? And I go journalism. And he goes, you should probably stick to that. And for a day I was like crying. I was like, Oh "Oh my God. I called up my first gay friend ever, gay Bob. And I said, gay Bob. I'm like, Oh my God, should I quit? And he goes, okay, first of all, how powerful is this guy? And I go, well, he books like holiday inns in Long Island and has a fake British accent. He goes, yeah, we call that consider the source. Like (laughs) maybe you should wait until you're rejected by somebody big. So I just kept going. Hilarious, gay Bob. Uh, did God you, bless him. Did you do that ever, uh, all the time? Like even growing up as a kid, like if you knew you had gay friends, would they just be like gay Mike and oh, gay Sean? Oh, like, or like a Chinese guy would be like yeah. Yellow Joe or something yeah, like yeah. that. No, I just think gay Bob is. I think he he goes by that now because he's so revered <laughs> and honored as being it's my on his first business gay card. Ever. Yeah, he yeah. loves that. <laughs> That's so fun. That's so great. Who was your first friend you ever made in, you, in life? Or yeah, in comedy? just in life. Like what? Lisa Beth Rusnak. I cannot believe I just remembered that name, by the way, because I blanked out my yeah, whole childhood. You just, yeah, that was like, uh, you knew I was going to ask you that question. Yeah, it was so <laughs> weird because I remember three names from childhood. Lisa Beth Rusnak, who was super nice to me. What okay. a sweetheart. Um, Patty Zell, who I think is a lesbian, but was mean to me and didn't invite me to a party. So F her. Oh, what a bitch. Um, I know, what right? Because I was nice. And I remember one other name, um, Bobby Mangione, who was my first eighth grade boyfriend. So those are the only names oh, I remember wow. from my past. It's so weird. That's great. And by the way, you I never met a Jewish person an Asian person, nothing until I got to college. Really? Wait, why did it take so long? I'm a Connecticut person. Oh, okay. And I went to Catholic school. Okay. So I had not met a Jewish person until I went to the Eye of the Storm of Judah, which is Syracuse University. Yeah, right, right. So I was like, wow. And guess what? They don't like being called kike. I found out the hard way. 
They can't take a joke. Well, back then they couldn't. Now they can for me. The eye of the storm. Oh, man, it was. It cost a lot of money to get into that eye. It yeah. does. It it's does. Like, it's I remember like, back then. Is it up then, to 50 a year now? Probably I, back then it was 8000 a year and we uh, thought it was a lot. I was trying to, I wanted to go there because mm-hmm. that's, I was a, a broadcast, you know, yeah. a TV radio broadcast yeah. uh, journalism major as well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, got to get to Syracuse. Yep. And yep. back then, yeah, it was just over, I think 10. Yep. Yep. And my parents were like, just, we just can't do it. I'm sorry. We're going to yeah. have to do something else. And like now, like 50, who, who cares? Who, who can even do that? No, anyway. it's all student loans. It's yeah, all yeah. terrible. You know, my nephews all went to school, but have like student loans and all the work studies and all this. And I'm like, yeah, you got to work to get through that. And it also gives you character too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't do dick in college. I was the worst student ever. I made it so my classes were only Tuesday, Thursday. Nice. And I took stuff I wasn't interested only in. Only Tuesday. Th- wait, how many? Was it? Was your schedule like 6 a.m. to midnight? Yeah. Like, yeah. What did and you guess do? What? This would have, was what I would do. I would go away on Thursday night to go visit my boyfriend at Cornell. Okay. So it was like an hour and a half away. I'd take the Greyhound bus. But then I would be so lazy and codependent that by the time Monday night came, I wouldn't even go to the classes Tuesday. I'd be like, you know yeah. what? I might as well just miss another week. I feel so bad. I've apologized for my parent to my parents for wasting their money that way. So, so really, you went to school at Cornell. Pretty much, saying. I acted like I fit in there. <laughs> I would like walk around and go, "I'm going to commit suicide and jump off a gorge." Oh, I'm an no. architecture student. You know, I was also <laughs> wanted to play like I was smart enough to get into an Ivy League school. Right? You know? Oh, I uh, that must. God. Okay, the picture's getting clearer, Lisa, <laughs> as to how you became Lisa Lampanelli. My effed up nature. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. It's all it's all getting painted for me. Um, all right, so let's get to it because I I can't believe I'm mentioned yet yes. your brand new special oh, is yeah. coming to epics mm-hmm. lisa lampanelli back to the drawing board right you made a little a funny little promo for it you it know was cute, and, wasn't yeah it? it was cute and you're just like look i got divorced i got skinny yeah. Uh, Everything. Some other shit. You know? I, yeah. was like, I think I said right. same old or, or, or brand new body, same old cunt. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, but they they had to bleep it, obviously. I, I, I for, think. Yeah, just for that that uh, online <laughs> thing. But what cracked me up was like that was an ad lib I did. Okay. And because they had written it, you know, a certain way and all, and I'm like, oh my god, I cannot do their boring copy. Like right. I love them. They tried no offense really hard. to whoever worked really yeah. hard on writing it. Lisa. <laughs> oh no, he knows. He knows. Oh, he knows. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, but Epics is cool because they let you kind of do what you want. I this feel like the, that's the vibe over there. Yeah. yeah. This is the first special I've ever done that they haven't come back to me with any edits for the show itself. Mm-hmm. Like even HBO, God bless them. They there's always something that you know. It's it's not about taste. It's about uh oh, we may get sued over this or something. Right, but boy, this one I had no editing whatsoever. Well, you you name names, mm-hmm. uh, you know company oh, names. Yeah. yeah, I mean you go right at that. Like, mm-hmm. oh Jenny you, Craig, yeah yeah Jenny Craig, Nutrisystem, all that stuff, and Whole Foods. And, yeah, Whole Foods. So, so I think about that sometimes because. You know, epics, like you said, they don't they don't care, but yeah. but that can get other places in trouble, you know, because you don't yeah, know how sponsorship, sponsorship is. Right, right. So like, but epics is its own thing, you know, it's it's paid. So maybe that's why they have the freedom. Yeah, I kind of like that because I don't like that whole list of trying to argue with them and get mm-hmm. them to let me say this or that. And Comedy Central is a great network, but they really wanted to be semi clean so they could show up before 10 at night or right. before midnight. So I get that. Well, too. you're a big name. You know, they got to put okay. you in the prime. I'm slide. all right. I'm all right. No, no. I mean, literally you're a big name. Lamp yeah, it is really long. Lot, it I know. It takes up a lot of room. Letters. Letters. So much. My life sucks. Now, now career. We could <laughs> yeah, debate. No. I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it, it was, first of all, it was a great special. I had a lot of fun oh, watching thanks. it. One thing I really appreciate is how it, you're beyond comfortable at this point. Oh yeah. Like you're up there and I feel like it felt like you were almost making it all up while you were talking about it because in the middle of bits, 
you're picking people out, you're looking at them, mm-hmm. you're interacting with them directly. And it, and it brings me back to when you said, oh, Rob, is that what you do? It's not right. your name or whatever. Right. Is there a lot of improv in your act? Oh, yeah, like yeah, just, yeah. Because you're so aware. Right. Like, I go, everything. what's the worst that could happen? I go, yeah. if I go into the audience and it doesn't end up in a punchline, I'm smart enough and we're all seasoned enough at this point doing it this long that you could spin it into something funny. Right. So um, whether you make fun of the fact that it didn't go anywhere or mm-hmm. the fact that it does go someplace. So, yeah, I'm like just, it's second nature. It's up until recently, it's the only place I really felt comfortable at home is stage. That's it. I say that a lot too. Playing music, being on stage, yeah. playing drums is like, I feel like that's home. You mm. know, like that's home for me. It's just, I'm so comfortable there. Yes. And I have no regrets. I got no, I'm, I'm not embarrassed. There's right. no anything that, that comes along with doing that. Well, how long like, have you been playing? I mean, 20 some years. That's I mean, it's the been thing. a long time. I think it's you know? the more practice we get because I've been doing this about 25 and it's right. like, I better be comfortable at this point. I was comfortable early only because I started old. When I was 30, I started. I was going to say, imagine how yeah. comfortable you'd be if you started 12 years earlier. Yeah, but I probably would have been so like, oh, I wouldn't know who I was and so nervous that it might have been the same thing. You, you, know? you know, I have an interesting thing I want to bring up with you just because this is really, you know, relatively recent. But, um, sure. you know, Jerry Seinfeld, did you hear in the news of him saying that, like, uh, things are too PC now? Yeah, this is yeah, like hurting that's great. comedy and mm-hmm. I'm not going to go bother doing any colleges anymore Good. and stuff like that. Do you think things are getting too PC? Uh, see, I'm not because affected. you're the opposite of that, right? I'm not affected by anything, right? Um, because I'm self-employed, and I'm thank God. It's like something out there protected me from getting a TV show where I would have to say apologies for jokes. Because the sure. one time I was asked by a network to apologize for a joke was NBC with The Apprentice when I made fun of uh, Diana Mendoza, who's Venezuelan. Right. But that's what I do for a living. So I was like, you don't understand. I can't apologize or I'd be apologizing for every joke Everything I've ever, ever said. Yeah, yeah. And they now are, you know, hate me over at uh, NBC Reality. And that's okay. You know, I, yeah. do- I dodged a bullet that more people don't hate me. So... I'm so lucky that for some reason I'm self-employed. I get to do what I want. So I'm not affected by any of this stuff. Right. Sure. On Twitter, somebody might say this or that, but I just ignore it. Cause you know, life's too short to get into these fights. Yeah. I used to rage with these people. Yeah, I, I used, to, get, I used <laughs> no. to lose days at a time. I remember losing a weekend because I was so in a fight with somebody and I go, this is just beneath me mm-hmm. and it's beneath them too. It's really beneath everybody. You, you ever meet any of them face to face? Like the people that mm. uh, have said some nasty shit One. about you? Oh my God, I- this is so interesting. Well, I tweeted out something about whatever, some politically incorrect, horrible thing. Some guy from India gets really mad. Some girl defends me. She's American. They go back and forth and back and forth. They fall in love. She moves to India. They flew back, saw my show in Cincinnati, and I have a picture with them. Is that the I don't sickest thing I, ever? I'll I don't show believe, you the video. I don't fucking believe it you. is the most. I'll show you their Twitter feed. They sent it all to me oh as evidence because I said, I'm not going to meet you unless I see time stamped evidence of all this. Dude, it was the sickest thing. I'm, I brought I'm together blown away right now. A slumdog millionaire with a regular <laughs> white broad. And they are very, very nice. I guess that kind of fighting like kind of like spices things up yeah, and makes sure. things hot. So I was like, this is the first marriage that's been brought together by me that is and mutual awesome. uh, one hating and one loving. Did me. they invite you to the wedding or anything? Like did it was they in India, to... so it's that creepy like five day thing, and they're not they, I ain't going to that. Creepy five day. I can't. Oh, you'd have to I wear can't. the outfit. Oh, they don't want to see a half a shoulder on me. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah, which which is your best half of shoulder? Oh my god! Because you get you get so you get four section, sections to yeah, choose from. Yeah, I would say what? the right one is the best. Right because center I get so or right much, outside? Yeah, uh, the outside's <laughs> not looking too good. The center, I'm I'm pretty buff there. Gotcha. <laughs>
Did you play sports ever as a kid? I was a ever? tennis teacher. What? I, know, I never knew this. I was a real. I thought I was Chris Everett. I swear to God, I live a rich fantasy life. I think I'm. Did other you think people. Chris Everett was hot? Um, I thought she was cool as hell. Okay. Because I was like, yeah, she was like a, she was like a battle axe. She knew how to do yeah. it, but she was pretty. Getting it done. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. So I always wanted my strokes to look like her, and they always did. And I was like so proud, and I stunk compared to her. But I was like, oh, at least when I take a picture of me doing a forehand, I look really good. <laughs> so I was a tennis teacher. I played. I wasn't good enough to like play varsity yeah i played jv tennis okay, okay but here was the problem my friend bobby mangioni who i mentioned bobby mangioni he, he was a great tennis what player a great name. i know okay. and he had a tennis court in his backyard they what? were rich what so me and bobby were so food obsessed during tennis practice that the teacher mr green the coach would say go do your running we'd run up to the car over the hill drive to carvel get food and drive back Wait, and run back down. you went to carvel to get food <laughs> like you, would you get like a fudgy the whale yes cake? Like, yes well we got like like soft serve oh, but i was amazing. cracking up going man you always have a partner in crime i always got out of doing stuff right you know like i've always sort of shortcut it a little bit okay and comedy i don't know maybe some people say i shortcut it because i'm dirty or whatever that's okay but i kind of know what my limits are i do them and i do them better than anybody else i you're, hope you're efficient I, that's you're a efficient. great way of putting right? it i like it it's kind of like you know you got to get to the uh far corner of yes. the block across the street and you see the hand blink and you're like, if I cross here, then I'll get the light, and then Absolutely. I'm over on the next corner, and then I don't have to wait for the next light. And, and how it's stupid efficiency. are those? Oh, no, I always do that. And yeah. P.S. How stupid are people who don't jaywalk? Yeah. I don't get why <laughs> right. you can't do that. They're so stupid. Now they're uh, giving tickets. I'm like, that's why. Are they? Uh, yeah, they're really. Are they trying to crack down here? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm but a you know what? I just runner. say, Fuck they're not catching you know me. What I Lisa. say? I say I'm Lisa Lampanelli. They go who? I say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that begs another question. But before I ask it, yes, uh, is it fair to say that that Chris Everett is the Bruce Springsteen of tennis uh, female tennis players like a blue collar hardworking no well, she was classy okay. Billie Jean King was more of that there we go she's okay. a big honking lesbian yeah. <laughs> in she, a good way and she had a hair helmet of all hair helmets right Hell that yeah. <laughs> when she played Rod well, who's that guy she played Bobby Riggs yeah the she Mad beat him Battle right the yep. God how old am I how do how do you know any of this you're very young you know I'm I'm older than you think Lisa you're I look 30? like I'm 10 no I'm older than that how old, how old do you think I am 30. Yeah, so you I, I would have 30. said 30. No, I would have said 27. Wow. Okay. And I well, rounded thank you, very you much. up to 30. I'm 36. Wow. So you get these references. Yeah, and I had an older brother, so I get okay. I, I sneak into that sort of next okay. generation up sort of thing. And I got like, my mom was one of nine kids, so I have uncles that are like 100. Wow. You know what I mean? So oh my I, God. So I got like a three generational span. Yeah. So and you're I, like an old soul anyway. Like you just get it. <clears throat> yeah, I get it. Grays are coming in. Yeah. Grays right. are they're creeping right. in, man. As long as they're on your head. But, uh, you know, they're distinguished, apparently. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Lisa, what else are you up to? So you got this new special. Nothing. Right? Um, <laughs> really? Nothing? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God, you guys. Monday. So, so Lisa Lampanelli, <laughs> I got to ask you about your 92nd Street Y. Uh, Mark. Talk. Mark, I can't even. Talk. There are no words. Yeah. Because what happened was people accepted me as a serious spiritual person I am. Mm -hmm. I had a stunning interview by Ron Bennington, who, as you know, just really gets it. He's one of serious XM people who just digs deep. And I felt like I really exposed who I really was. And I was very happy. It's a big honor. Sure. It's like Stephen Sondheim does a talk there. This one, all these famous people. I'm in the goddamn same place as uh, Ely Wiesel. Sure. That was a Jew with the Holocaust. Come on. I feel like I've really made it now. 
And, you, you know, during your podcast, help me feel like I'm back down to earth with the losers. Well, that's what I'm doing. See, you this know, is I gotta, how I am. I'm like gravity. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just going to bring you right back down. Thank you for pulling Keep your me feet back on the orbit. ground. Yes. Let go of those balloons, Lisa. Yes. They're going to run out of air anyway. It's true. Eventually. Oh, they so always just... do. They always do. <laughs> no, but so that's a cool thing. And also, uh, I'm adapting my one-person show into a play now. Are you going to take this to Broadway? Are we going to get what? some off-Broadway? I have. Here's what had happened. Okay. I was doing the one person show out of town to try it mm -hmm. and get in trials for Broadway. I get an offer, two offers from the Booth Theater for before Elephant Man was going in. Okay. At the time, my father's on his deathbed and I'm like, I can't do anything. I can't get out of Connecticut. I just can't in my heart do anything other than hang out with my father. Mm -hmm. So he, cause I had six months with him. So I said, if this is meant to happen, it's going to happen. I lost total interest in it. Well, six months after my dad dies, I got interested in it, but in making it into a play with other women with eating problems. So okay. making about food and eating, right, and like right. a vagina monologue style show. So I think it's more meant for off-Broadway, but I met with a Broadway producer the other day and he may turn my head. So who knows? I'm like one of these people now who's like, whatever's fun, I'll do it. Like okay. I'm, I'm like, don't care anymore. Yeah. It's weird. Ever since my dad died, nothing had meaning except which would help other people. So I'm like, if it's meant to help people off Broadway or Broadway or even in schools, because it's a clean, you know, show about eating disorders, whatever happens is great. I don't need the money. I'm yeah. flush. Yeah. As you know. You're good. I, I am sit, I am literally sitting on a sack of money <laughs> right now. And it's, it's your own, but, it, you know, you had it for years. It's one of those uh, bags with the old, like, a oh, the dollar sign? dollar sign on and it. And three yeah. coins are, like, flying out. I love that. <laughs> right. No, but it's like that whole thing where you see that, like, eventually it's all just about service and having a good feeling about the project. Sure. So, But that's all I'm interested in. That play, the comedy shows, and that's it. Well, if I can ask you a serious question, what did yeah. your dad think about your comedy? He loved coming to see me. And what's funny is... Like the last few years of his life, he could hardly hear a thing, just like most old people. He didn't care. I'd see him laughing in all the right places when I would pause, when I would say, hey, there's my parents. He'd stand up and he'd take a bow. Like he was a real gentleman. Right. So he loved it. And also I think the first thing about me that made him know I made it was The Tonight Show. Right. Because, you know, that's a relatable thing for people sure. that age. So when I had my first Tonight Show, they were like, wow, she actually made something out of herself. And they came to Radio City. Oh, they so came to cool. Carnegie Hall. So those, those things were accomplished, I think, for them instead of just for myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, is, that was always a thing my, my mom would call me. Like, why don't you get on that David Letterman thing? Yeah. Like, just get on that. You know how easy it is. Yeah, just go ahead and get on <laughs> that. Yeah, sure, Mom. Okay. I, I don't even really do stand-up. What am I right, going to do? Right. What, how am I going to get on there? It's funny because yeah. my father, I think, was super grateful. And I always thought this, too. It's really expensive when you need to keep a parent or anybody home for home health care mm -hmm. instead of putting them in a home. Right. So my dad desperately wanted to stay home. And I was like, I bet the reason that I was doing comedy all these years and making enough money was so I could do that. I honestly think no other reason for yeah. money than for my parents. So I'm, my sister said to me the other day, she goes, oh, my God, when we throw mommy in a home, like just joking with me. And I'm like, I know that bitch is going to want to stay home and I'm going to have to support her, too. But you know what? I will. So I think that's sort of you realize around this age that that's what's important and right. not crap. Right. I agree. Um, well, speaking of crap, or at least <laughs> potential crap, yes. I got a text from Jimmy Big Balls. 
Hey! Uh, it, and and he's in my phone as that. So yes, as soon as yes. it pops you up, better I'm like, change it. He changed it back to Jimmy, I think. Oh, he did. Yeah, okay, I'm seeing him tonight. Yeah, yeah. He, he mentioned that. Yeah, and, yeah. and he was like, hey, because he he was like, hey, you should come out to the show. You my, my girlfriend's yes. doing some Italian singing or something. Oh, she's great. And uh, and and he's like, oh, Lisa's gonna be there mm-hmm. and everything. And I'm like, okay, so things are good. Like nothing's oh. weird, right? Again, because because you rip him up in the in the special. You know oh, what I mean? A little bit. I mean, you bring oh, him I up. Oh, I kind of told that story about him being naked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, that's for any man. You know, don't be <laughs> naked ever. Right. Um, but I, yeah, it's weird because I think my whole secret to having a good amicable divorce is you do it before anybody acts out, before mm-hmm. anybody cheats, lies, steals, whatever. You go, this isn't working. We're right. just friends. We're just roommates. And we could do... Not do better. He has definitely done better. But we could definitely do better on our own or with somebody else who really gets us. Right. Because I don't think we ever really got each other. And I think it was something I was into it because he made me feel very safe Mm -hmm. physically and also just emotionally like he wasn't going to ever leave. And last March, again, when my dad was on his deathbed, I was like, I got to get out of this. My dad is being super brave. I got to be brave, too. And Jimmy, thank God, was a gentleman, stuck to the prenup. That's a big thing, too. Always get the prenup. Yeah. Because then you don't have any fights. Oops. Well, you know what's really <laughs> Oops, funny? Forgot when, about when that. Jimmy hears this, he's going to laugh. Oh, my <laughs> God. This is hilarious. I, of course, blew up into my head that Jimmy it was going to be evil about okay. the divorce because, you know, God forbid I don't have drama. Right, right. So I remember one night I had him on the phone, and I was really upset about my dad, but I was talking to him, and I go, well, so I, I turn on the record on my phone. And I go, so uh, about this divorce, like you're not going to ask for anything other than the prenup, are you? You're going to just ask for the money you're owed for the prenup, right? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, so you don't feel you deserve anything extra? And he goes, no. And I go, so what you're saying is, right. and he's like, why are you talking like law and order? And I'm like, so you're saying loudly and clearly. And I still have that tape. And it's so funny. Cause I'm like, I'm like a mental case. He goes, yes, I told you I deserve nothing more. And I was like, what am I a mental case? Oh, and he was so hilarious. great all through the whole thing. Have you thing. ever played him that tape? No, have but you? I should on stage next special. Oh totally my God, do. totally next special. Put it I'm as a bonus. It. Like a Dude. bonus. On I may have to release that because yeah. it's so funny. And I'm like, of all guys to not be shifty. Yeah, like, yeah. Honestly, I yeah. picked well. I you picked did. somebody who wasn't going to try to F me out of anything. Now, how funny would it be if, if going through all that, yeah. you're like, oh my God, this guy really gets me. Yeah. Oh no, I knew that would never happen. <laughs> You're was, like, so what do you what do you say we do this again? I know, right? Yeah. Right. I actually had a dream about him last night, and you will laugh, I think, because I'm going to the show tonight. All right. Um, that we were doing what else? Eating huge piles of ribs. <laughs> Honest to God, it was the greatest looking ribs I've ever seen in my life. So my dreams about Jimmy have always involved food. So I think that's all we used to have in common is before the weight loss surgery, we used to love going out to dinner. Sure. Just now we didn't have that. And yeah, now yeah. it's like, well, what do we do all day? So that was the one thread. The that one was thread it. that it held was, us it together. Was a, it was a real thick thread. It's huge. <laughs> huge like an thread. umbilical cord. So he's so much better off this way and yeah. so am I. I'd well, that's good be, to hear. That oh. makes me really happy because, you know, I don't like to see things like that happen. But but here you are still friends and everything. And uh, Yeah, it's, it's a great. miracle. Honestly, yeah. I have no idea how it happened. I take full credit. Well, speaking <laughs> of ribs, I think you even mentioned eating ribs on the shitter uh, in your special. Oh, that was a pork chop. Oh, it was pork chop, my bad. And that was it when I was 18, so let it go. So that's a true story. Yes. I I think we've all done it, right? Have we all eaten while we Pork chops on the toilet? No, because it wasn't... 
while I was sitting. It was just when I was sitting on the toilet. Oh, you hiding. weren't actually going. Oh, God, no. Oh, gross. <laughs> Gee, and you, and by the way, I love how you just admitted you did that. Um, uh, okay. Every guy has yes, done it. Yes, every guy has done that. Okay, right? what was what happened? Was, I'm not embarrassed by that. I mean, I was probably like 14, you're and a I was dude. like, and I was like, I'm really enjoying this bowl of cereal, and I don't want to stop. Oh God, <laughs> I'm so skeeved. The liquid quality of it just skeeves me. I think what, I was like hiding something because you know all compulsive eaters hide food, right? Right. So I think I was like the only place Wait, nobody'll bother were me. Were you stashing pork chops? Well, under I stash the them. I just sink? I just kind of snuck one in, nailed it, flushed the bones, and got the f out. I'm oh telling God. you, this Wait, is what you're too late to get fucked up from flushing bones down. What the... do I care? I was out of there. Who would have suspected <clears throat> me? Oh man! I know. See, food behavior is weird. So, like, yeah, you know how to get rid of it. Oh you yeah. Know you know... Oh yeah. I know what I was doing. And by the way, I tried bulimia once. You it did? doesn't work. I have no gag reflex. Yeah. Which don't go dirty with that one. Yeah, I was going to ask you I'm, what you I'm tried no... to shove in there. Yeah, but it was... I'm terrible with that too. Trust me, I don't give any hummers. I'm famous. <laughs> I don't have to. But I tried bulimia once. It nothing would come up. I said, boy, oh boy, I stink at everything. So I had to get the surgery, whatever. <laughs> so do they, um, they, so they removed most of your stomach, yeah, right? Yeah. Do they, do they give that to you? No. As like I a asked. souvenir? You I did, asked. didn't you? Cause I would ask too. Yeah. I said to the doctor, cause one day after Jimmy got his surgery, we saw, we had like this whole fantasy thing going. We're taking a walk down the hallway and we see like steam coming out of the hospital. And he goes, oh man, he goes, I bet that's where they burn all our organs. And I go, dude, I want to, I want mine back. So I wanted to see what it would look like. The doctor sent me a picture. You would not want to see it. It's oh, so it's, gross. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And real stretched out. So um, yeah, you couldn't get it back. They biopsy then, them, then they burn yeah. them. I'm oh, like, wow. damn, because so they they're medical waste. I would have wanted that as a trophy for a fan. Uh, you know what that would have gotten on eBay? I would have gotten a lot how of bang. How, how do you sign that? I, I figure it out. You know, you stitch it. That's what you yeah. do. <gasps> you, you stitch and it. you know I'm down home. I could embroider. <laughs> I can knit, make it into a purse. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, where are you at on the knit, knitting scale? Where do you Zero. think you're yeah. But I wish I could because it seems very calming instead of just rather antidepressants. All right. Now that you're you're A game in it, you're rich and famous and, and you're sort of untouchable at this point. Um what common tasks, like if I had to ask you a certain common task or just an everyday thing, yeah. sewing a button on a shirt, yep, uh, how much does a gallon of milk cost these days? Like, are you aware of any of this okay, shit anymore, Okay, guess Lisa? what I do. Okay, a year ago, I didn't do anything. Then I started cooking for my dad. I started doing all this stuff. Okay. And I go, wait a minute. I can be less spoiled after all that. So now in my apartment building, I actually, instead of calling the doorman to bring up a cart for my luggage and bring it down for me, I get the cart myself. I load it myself. Nice. And look at those heavy bags waiting to go yeah, to Vegas. Uh, okay, that's where you're going next, yep. Vegas. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I do it myself. Wait, hold on. There are bags inside that bag. I know. It's, this I is have redundant. Women What's have going a lot on going here? on. Women have a lot of So within the mirrors. bag, you have to separate the bags by the bags. Well, yeah, I don't want anything to get messy. I'm very anal. So yeah, yeah I'm 53. I need a lot of work done on my face. So I have a lot in that bag, but yeah, I get my own car. I don't even send somebody to get my car nice. sometimes. Okay. Um, I water my own plants. Okay. That's pretty good. That's, that's an everyday uh, man thing. That's about it. Yeah. I don't do much other than that. Oh, I've gotten gas myself lately. It's not that bad. Lately. I used to make Jimmy do it all the time. But oh, I'm like, really? This that's doesn't true. suck. I'm like, yeah, but if you're married to someone, they should get out and do it, right? I that's guess. Really, she's supposed to take care of you. Really? That's like a thing. Yeah, See, I take I care of my that. wife, man. I'm not going to make her do anything extra. Oh, what a nice guy. If she's going to blow out her vagina for me <laughs> by having a kid or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would think that was the one, one thing. Uh, you know, maybe I'll edit that on her something. behalf. Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> 
I'm going to at least do her a favor That's and like probably take a good care idea. of her a little bit. Do you well, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. I think the problem was I wasn't about to blow up my vag on yeah. kids. So Jimmy had it's nothing. Gonna, did you ever want kids? You Never. Want kids? Never. Never. Ever, but huh? now I honestly do regret I don't have grandkids. So well, I had to go buy through them all now, that. I think, right? Well, you guess can... what? I'm lucky enough. I got eight nieces and nephews. They'll have kids someday, sure. so I could pretend those are my grandkids and Fake spoil grandma. the half out of them. Oh yeah, that's awesome. What a cool grandmother I'd be. Yeah, I'd be You'd like, be, yeah. Well, the real grandma's gonna be real pissed with you. Oh yeah, because that's be okay. Like, that's all right. Who cares? They'll be dead. My, the kids will live longer. Uh, hilarious. Perf. All right, uh, Lisa. A couple more questions. Uh, one is: Was there ever a point in your career where you thought, "That's it. I'm done. I'm oh, yeah, getting all out the of this time. game." Yeah? Yes. How recent? Okay. The most recent was four years ago. Really? That recent? Oh, yeah. That surprises me. Okay. Four, what happened four years One ago? One of them, I remember one really early on, like you were, seven you were, years in. Four years ago, you were very successful. Well, then that's when you think, wow, I can really get out because you can retire and have money. Right. Okay. Not huge money, but at least but, you'll but be you're able fine. to keep a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not all three, right. but you get to keep one. So, uh, <laughs> Am I allowed to look at least at one of them? Yes, like, I just, yes. I'm just looking to look at one. Yeah, I don't even course. need to go I'll inside it. I'll I don't send even... you pictures. No, but I joke, of course, but... It's uh, about four years ago, I got so sick of comedy and the road and ticket sales being so hard. Right. It was the most worst gig. It was Thursday night in Pittsfield, New York. And I was like, I can't even sell 800 tickets on a Thursday. I mean, the city name didn't give it away for you. I, I know. Mean, I know. Was it outside? I, of course, I recently went back and sold it out because it was right. a Saturday. But on a on a Thursday, I was like so mad at myself that I sold 600 instead of eight that I said to Jimmy, I'm quitting. I hate this business. It's too hard. Wow. I don't want to go backwards. I'm never going to clubs again. They make me ill. Mm. And I go, okay, I'm quitting. He goes, good, good for you. You do what you want to do. Two days later, I'm watching HBO and Carrie Fisher's One Person Shows on. And I go, well, I'm going to do that. And I'm like, Jimmy, I'm not retiring anymore. And he's like, well, that was quick. Like, cause he was like, oh, this will be great. We'll just go and lounge around. All right. So uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm always going to be too bored to, to retire. I'll always do something. Yeah. Something. So what else is in the work? What do we got? Another book? You got, I think uh, maybe I'm going to I mean, already get, have a new special. Yeah. So. I'm really interested in doing numerous motivational speaking. Like, like, cause I've been doing so much work on myself and spirituality work yeah. that I want to take the one person show about food issues, make it into a play then sort of do humor speaking about self-esteem for girls about like, you know, just awesome. service to other people. Sure. Because by then, be three, four years from now, I'll kind of retire from comedy for the most part, but make it be comedy with a little message that's subtle. Like I don't like when everybody gets all preachy, but you can do a humorous motivational speech and still have people go, oh, I get what she's trying to say, but we laughed our way through it and I got something out of it. So that's where I see things going. It's like three, four years, Yeah, huh? I got uh -oh. the whole five-year plan Get going. your tickets now, yeah, man. Yes, You're freaking yeah. me out, Lisa. I know. And honestly, I decided I'm going to become a life coach because I want to be Lisa Lampanelli life coach. <laughs> Just to F with people's minds. I can't wait to see the ad. I'm going to be the craziest spiritual guru ever. Do you have a good like uh, folding arm, like the arm over arm, like realty oh. photo? Like, can you do that pretty oh, well? Oh, absolutely. The, oh, yeah. You, do, you got it I can do down. the head tilt, right? <laughs> I'm going to be like, I cra it cracks me up because I'm like, I know I could do things and say things that make people change their lives a little bit, but right. I want to change them for the worse. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> what uh, What's your favorite joke you ever wrote? God, what's your what's the one you're most proud of? Oh my God, there's so many. 
There's so many that I just don't even remember. I yeah. did a great bit once about if I was a deaf insult comic or a blind insult comic, it would be really difficult. Like, I wouldn't mind if I went deaf, but it was blind. It would be really cool because I'd have, I can't even remember the joke, but it was like I'd have somebody out there with a headset who would say, you know, hey, black guy, this, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, and right. It, was, oh, it was like this where I'd be, I crossed my eyes on stage and I would look and I'd go, hey, black guy, how does you know I'm here? Because I smelled chicken or whatever yeah, stupid yeah, thing it was. Yeah. But I loved that because it was acting it out and stuff. Sure. On my new special, I love a lot of the stuff about, um, you know what's weird? I didn't put the stuff in about The Apprentice on this special because I think it's for the next one because it's kind of like, oh, that really made me change a lot of the way I act because I was such a battle axe on it. Right. So I like a lot of that stuff because it's sort of like, oh, man, Lou Ferrigno, Clay Aiken, they all need to be told. And I'm going to be the one to do it eventually. Looking back, hindsight, being that that relationship didn't like end well, do you regret doing it? Which one? NBC? Oh. Like reality? Like, do you... Um, no, because I became more famous. Yeah. I got the 130 Gs for the charity. And, Pretty you know... Sweet. I, hey, gay men's health crisis. Two guys got cured of AIDS after I, you know, took my 50%. But... <laughs> no, they didn't. I didn't cure anyone. But, no, I, I, no I'm so glad I did it. Because all it did was queer my reality uh, show deal with NBC. Right. You know, it's right. not really, like, the biggest dream of my life. Yeah. What's... Well, What's the biggest stack of money you've ever seen in person? Well, I get paid by wire. Like, they wire the money to the account. So, yeah, right. So you're never going to see a physical stack of cash like the old days. I do remember having tons of ones and fives on a table at uh, Canyon Ranch, this health spa. Yeah. And uh, I just, it's such a rich people joint. And it's like, um, I love hate list. Like, I kind of love it, but hate the rich people. But the stack was literally six inches high. And I just kept it on the table to see if the bellmen were honest. And they were. Nice. I was like, oh, man, impressed. I counted that shit every day. Wow. I know, right? Wow. But it was ones and fives. That's how gangster I am. Did you ever use try to use your celebrity for something and get burned by it? Burned by it, meaning? Like, hey, no uh, to, said like no. I can't wait in this line. Uh, you know, I'm Lisa Lampanel. And they're just like, get, get back to that. I haven't, but line. people have... Uh, I think Jimmy tried it for me once. Or he, Jimmy used to do it a lot, and just because he's big, they would like listen to him. Right. But we've been told he's been told like who? I don't know who that is. And like I'm like I know. Like I never am recognized. Nobody ever like knows but who I am. That's the best gig, man. Because I guess you so. can have success, and right. then you can just walk around and no one. I used to make this joke a long time ago about how the greatest job for me as mm-hmm. a drummer would be the drummer for Weird Al because yeah, I get to play every single kind of music. Yeah, I get to play to huge audiences. Right. And no one would have a fucking clue who I am I could walk in yeah. this room you would never know well that was a beautiful thing about the weight loss is that um even after the apprentice I was getting recognized a lot right it's NBC all of a sudden I get the weight loss surgery boom nobody recognized me I cut all my hair off that nobody really I like recognized the pink me. by the way oh thank you It'll be and you tomorrow. do look awesome I mean thank it, you watching the special it's like it's pretty tremendous like because I've known you for a long time now at least maybe 10 years even by that now but um you've changed so much it's like right. it's wild man i mean it's cool, you take right? a step back and you're just like holy shit yeah man, well no i'm just back. so glad that i got that weight done because yeah, yeah. now i'm like okay all i got to do is work on myself work on my emotional eating keep it off because right. nobody wants to gain that weight back we've all seen that well emotional it's weight man even mental worst. just mental weight yeah sure all that stuff it's yep. impossible to lose letting all that stuff go cool so yeah done but, and done yay yes congratulations thank all right. you lisa i've uh, been staying in your apartment long enough i believe <laughs> uh if you ever need a house sitter uh, i wouldn't mind, mind okay. this view of this construction <laughs> over here would you like my doorman to come and carry you down the yeah stairs? can we can you bring a car 
cart up for me I and I'll probably, ride it down. I'll do it myself. That's we'll, how we'll, I roll. We'll shoot a video of that and we'll put it up on the internet. You got it. You got <laughs> That'd be it. Great. Uh, congratulations as always and all the success. Good to see you oh, again. Thanks. Love you, man. And uh, God, I hope the I hope the next three to four years takes longer than a normal three to four years. Oh, it's bumming me out, you. man. That's all right. That's all right. Cool. All right. Congrats on the new epic special. Yay. All right. That was uh, Lisa Lampanelli joining us right here on the Laugh Button Podcast, Matt. Uh, three more years and she's out of comedy. What three. is going on here? It's not even the David Bowie song five years. No, nope. it's Lisa Lampanelli's three years. She got three years. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Why not? Give no, us like, give us like four bars. I got three years. That's it. That's, That's it. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. I'll let you escape with just that much. Uh, no, no, no. Listen, we're doing everyone a favor by allowing them to not sit. <laughs> Trust me. All right. Uh, let's not fail to mention the Warp Tour. It's in full effect. It's full swing. Uh, our tent melted. Dude. Matt, our tent melted. It's so fucking hot on the Warp Tour. Our <laughs> tent melted. Like, I don't... It's it's just beyond the... Con- I can't... I can grasp the concept. I understand plastic and hot Arizona heat. Right. But the tent melted, dude. Well, now, while we were out there in Pomona, it yeah. was really... I think it hit triple digits when we were really out there. Hot. It might have hit like 100... Let's say 100, 101 degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it reached 115 degrees. Because, <laughs> you know, Arizona. And apparently that's what it takes to put the tent over its that threshold. Is the, that is the melting point of <laughs> tent. <laughs> it is. So so that's being rectified um, and hopefully re-erected. <laughs> and it wasn't uh, just our point. tent. It was a couple other tents melted, too. Right. So they're handling it. But uh, for, for all those who are out on the Warp Tour or planning on going to the Warp Tour, because there's obviously 38 dates. There's yeah. an exorbitant amount of dates left. Check out the comedy tent. It's been nothing but a smashing success so great. far. Overflow out of the tent. Kevin Lyman, of course, the guy who started the Warp Tour, has been going repeatedly, and it's yeah. already mentioned. He's like, going above and beyond. So are we? Uh, it looks like we're getting a bigger tent. Yeah, looks he like did make that a bigger tent, boys. Day. Yeah. So, uh, congrats to Eli uh, Olsberg and Grant Cotter out there for doing a wonderful job, and all the all the comics are on there. And yeah. uh, you can go to the laughbuttoncom slash Warp Tour where we have a constant feed of, of photos that are being taken. Uh, we're going to have some uh, interviews that uh, the comics some are going to be doing. Every, video. All of our Warped Tour coverage goes on that page. Goes on that page. And uh, we want to thank our, our special guest, Lisa Lampanelli, for hanging out with us. Any last thoughts, Matt, on the world of comedy? Follow me at Mark Says Hi. Okay. <laughs> Where okay. can they follow you at? Wait, Mark? did you get my password? Are you going to take over my socials maybe, for a little bit? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> and uh, be sure to follow me. Uh, on all the socials at I am Klein Schmidt. Correct. Um, Where you get all the best news about my farts. <laughs> uh, as long as you don't tweet a fart, I don't know if you can actually do that. We you don't have tweet. smelling abilities in tweets, but sometimes yeah. it's like, hey, that was a good one. Jeez. <laughs> oh, or or the Sam Merrill joke, farting. <laughs> what is it? Farting on a, farting on an elevator. Hilarious. Woman gets in the car in the in the in the elevator on the next floor. Awkward. You get off hilarious again. <laughs> the three stages of farting. The three stages of farting on an elevator. Hysterical. Uh, we got to get a. Re- we got to track him down and get a release date on his album. Yeah, I wonder we where do. we do. Wonder when that's going to come out. But uh, exciting stuff coming up. TheLaughButton.com. Be sure to go there. Follow us on all the socials, and uh, make sure you download us, subscribe to the podcast, tell all your friends about it, review us, and uh, look, we'll be best friends. Email us podcast at thelaughbutton.com. And uh, we'll interact. We've got uh, possible ticket giveaways for yeah. the Warp Tour coming up. We got a we got a secret email where you can email bmarksbff at the laugh button dot com. I, I, you didn't know about this, did you? Did you really set this up? 
you didn't know about this, did you? This is awesome. <laughs> Bmark's BFF at thelaughbutton.com. I'm going to inbox gonna, zero right send, now. Send send resumes to Bmark's BFF at thelaughbutton.com. I will vet all these resumes and do interviews, and I will select your new best friend for you, buddy. Oh my god, that's so amazing! And uh, <laughs> if you ever need a door fixed or something painted or yeah. some shrubbery, I'm trend, your guy. I'm your guy for that. Matt Kleinschmidt. <laughs> all right, until next time. 